My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show postgame edition. A 4-1 to loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. I am uh, in the press box tonight, so if you hear a little bit of noise behind me, it's as people disperse here and they play some postgame music. Of course, there is nothing to celebrate. It's Judd, it's AJ, um, with you again. And we'll be uh, checking your comments out. But H, um, I want to give my take, and then you give yours, okay? Okay. So, two, so this is the fourth consecutive loss, and I understand. I go through the list. The Wild missing a lot of guys. They're missing a ton of guys. Zuccarello. They're missing Foligno. They're missing Rodin. They're missing Caprisov. They're missing Spurgeon. Philip Gustafson is out. Vinny Letary is out. They're missing guys. Um, Hartman got hurt early in tonight's game. He eventually came back. Johansson took a puck to the face. He also came back. Um, but two nights ago against Calgary, we did this show and I said, you know what? Second and third period, we agreed on this was pretty good. Um, the wild played a bad first period, but they're down a lot of guys and they came back and played hard and they lost three, one tonight was terrible tonight is I'm sorry. And I know they've got injuries and that can be used as an excuse, but this was a no show tonight. And look, there's a lot of guys with opportunities to step up. There's good players who have a chance to go into the star role. There are guys from Iowa up here who have a chance to do something. Um, this is not the Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup teams. This is a team that right now is out of a playoff spot. They're good. I mean, Kucherov, Hedman, I can go through it. Bassey, I love Bassey. Um, but this is not the Lightning of old. Uh, and I thought tonight was inexcusable. And I'm going to start with the stars or the guys that should be. Uh, Matt Boldy, no show. Yep, zero shots, no show. Uh, Marcus Johansson. At least through two periods, zero shots. Um, again, another lackadaisical, lackluster. Oh, I lost the puck. Well, I'm talented enough to get the puck back, but I'm not talented enough to care. Um, Marco Rossi didn't do enough. Uh, so, zero shots for him as well. Yeah. And, and so, Age, my we can make up excuses and we can say they're missing all these guys. And I've got a list right here. But that was garbage tonight. That was garbage tonight. And I don't, this team very well is probably toast. They're not a playoff team. That being said, I need to see far more from guys who are being, you know, it's right now being demanded they contribute, and they're feeling, as Bruce Boudreaux said to the Capitals with a bunch of F-bombs a while back, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You've lost guys, and you're feeling, you're moping around the ice. Well, that, to me, is not acceptable. Boo bleeping who. Go ahead. Yeah, what a what a poor poor performance i mean you're and this is the like outside with keith here your first line you got to show up and act and play as if you are a first line you're missing a lot of guys and i get that they're missing millions of, of dollars in cap space with the with the dead cap with the guys hurt i believe uh somebody did the math on on twitter today and it was like they're like 25 and a half or even a little bit more uh for their roster under the league minimum for salary with everybody that's out so it's like they're missing a lot, and I get that. But your point is correct. They we need to be seeing more. This look, there was no point in this game that I felt that they were going to take it by the horns and take control. They were just going out there to play hockey and wait for that 60 minutes to tick down. It's okay, sweet. 20 minutes back to the back to the uh the locker room. Let's go hang out. Oh, darn it. We got to go out and play another period, boys. All right. Well, hey, 20 minutes, we can come back here, have a little powwow, call it a day. It's 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 just it's frustrating that we're not seeing more from the guys that I want to. When you look at at, I'll give you a couple names and you are you've already listed off some of them, but 
Alex Goligoski, Marcus Johansson, Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Pat Maroon, Connor Dewar, Jacob Lucchini. I'm not saying all those guys need to have shots, but Johansson, Rossi, Boldy, why are you not shooting the puck? In a full game, the fact that John Merrill recorded one more than you is criminal. Why, why is it that you are not shooting the puck when Matt Zuccarello is not playing? Ryan Hartman missed time. And he came back and he, you know, he, he got a shot in this game. Like he, he looked like he was trying at times. Kirill Kaprizov is out. You need to step up and show that, hey, when guys are missing, because that's what eventually, and you're right, right now, they're not a playoff team. Even if they get back healthy this very second, we don't know because of how big of a hole they put themselves in, if this can be a playoff team. If we started everything over and it was 100% healthy and we got the Kirill that we saw a couple weeks ago emerging, it's a different story. But right now, if you made everybody 100% healthy, I'm not sure this team could get back into the playoffs just because of how big of a hole, um, especially now with four consecutive losses, all in regulation, you're not even getting a point. You're just standing still. The car is in neutral. Everybody else is at least inching forward. You know, they're in drive, pulling off the brake at times, getting a point in overtime. They're, you know, they're losing in a shootout. You're just, you're just sitting still. I, I, I need this team to at least have the guys that are on the ice show a little effort because I did not see that from a, a large handful from the guys in green for 60 minutes tonight. There was a few, don't get me wrong. Uh, Maroon at times, like I, I respect him dropping the gloves and I, I don't know if that's the time to do it. You're already, I think it was you that actually, yeah, you're, so you're already so hurt. Why are you going to handcuff yourself right. even more? I don't right. know. Well, and, and I mean, look, you know what? It's different if the team lacks a certain intensity, but you can tell it's on the precipice of, of appearing. And then you stage a fight. I don't like stage fights, but then you stage a fight and your team gets going, right? But this team was dead ass all night. Like Maroon's fight wasn't going to change that. And it didn't change that. I, you know, I, I want to get back to Boldy because this guy's maddening me right now. And I hate this. Seven years, 49 sheets, $49 million. Okay. He is being paid very well. And look at his season. He's had, when John Hines got the job, we saw him snap to it, right? The Matthew Boldy, we know it's there. The Matthew Boldy, who's damn good, damn talented. And yeah, okay, guys are out. That's too bad. But to your point, no shots. Like, what? what is he doing? You can't just disappear. Just because your buddies are gone doesn't give you license to disappear. Marcus Johansson, um, you know what? Fooled us, right? Fooled us again. Playoffs. Oh man, that's the Marcus Johansson that you didn't see last. Uh, his first stint with the Wild because now he's healthy. So age, we're going to see this. Mark, you know what? Let's re-sign him. Um, tonight, giving up the puck left and right. And here's what's maddening about him: he's got the talent to get the puck back. Watch how many times he gives it up and then just gets it immediately back because he does have. He's got nice hands, like he's got good hands. But this guy, you know, Boldy and Johansson. I'm not going to jump Rossi because I think he's done a lot of good things. And if he had a bad yeah. game, you know, one, I'm not going to jump a guy for a bad game. What I'm going to jump a guy for is a lack of effort and a lack of, a, you know, just like a, a student, right? When a kid doesn't, you know, when a smart kid doesn't assert themselves and doesn't, and then, and then for a semester, they're like, I'm going to try hard. Kid gets straight A's, and now yeah. we're back to the C's, <laughs> and and he's smoking outside during lunch break, and I'm pissed off. Um, you know, Boldy I think deserves to be come down on. Johansson for sure does. Rossi I didn't like his game tonight, but that doesn't mean that he's. I mean, he again. Yeah. 
I think when guys have struggled, he's actually really, really played well at times. Um, so I'm going to lay off him. But uh, and the defense is is a complete mess. I mean, this defense is a complete mess. But boy, did you see on a couple of those goals tonight some puck watching too? Mm-hmm. Four guys who didn't who got sort of turned around. Um, and that's another story because they yeah. because of all the guys that they're down on defense. I mean, you know, let's call a spade a spade. We talked about this. Kolagoski and Merrill simply aren't that good. Um, and so it, I think it would be. I think it would be um, a little bit hypocritical to rip them when we've been talking about the fact that they're not that good. But I will say Boldy and Johansson, to me, are really, really disappointing because right now is their time to absolutely step up. And if anything, they're just they're sort of just trying to fit in with, with the crowd. Well, the crowd is, you know, not that good right now. Yeah, and to the Rossi point, I'd, I'm more upset that he just didn't get any shots. I know – he maybe leaned towards the uh, the playmaking game today. Um, I think I just personally I hold him to a higher standard because I I believe so much in him. I think the steps that he's taken this year, um, even when other guys have a have a bad night, he is a guy that he he's not a a creature of environment. He is the environment. So I want him to be able to elevate other players. And when other players are having a bad game, he plays well enough to bring their their level of play up so that's that's where my maybe disappointment in the night is like yes he did not have the night that we've had tonight uh or the the night that i've been used to i should say um a lot of puck watching but uh, bogosian as much as i think you and i have both kind of thrown praise his way tonight there was i i want to say it was the third goal the third jets goal um just lazy from the half wall kind of coasting back to the middle of the slot. First off, higher than where he should be. I'm not sure why he's drifting towards the top of the circles there, um, but you're leaving then Pat Maroon to take your guy in the front of the net, and he gets beat. Pat Maroon's a big body, but he, he's a forward as well. Uh, Bogosian, right. just j- just you you should know what your role is. You, you got handed the A tonight, and maybe they drew it out of a hat. Because yeah. I don't know how many guys are left, but well, um, that's a scary thing. I, I mean, this yeah. defense beyond Middleton and Faber, it's so depleted that you're just asking too much as, as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're talking about um, the Headman power play goal. No, sorry. I think you're talking I, about the second. It was the second, se- second radish goal. Second Darren radish radish's goal. first two goals of the season. Congratulations. Yes. I, I mean, he barely scores. He scored not one, but two tonight um of course then on the empty net goal hartman lost the puck to Hagel, which uh, completed the scoring and and you know there is a case to be made here too so i think that the top guys definitely deserve blame and and they deserve to take the brunt of the criticism from tonight but there is a conversation to be had here too and you know we talked about this on tuesday after the flames lost there are some real opportunities from for guys from iowa to force the hand of management here if they played well um, one thing I'm wondering for the game Saturday against Columbus, you know, that second line again tonight was Rossi in the middle of Hartman on the right and Nick Patan on the left. And Patan didn't do jack tonight. Um, I wonder if you would put him on the fourth line on Saturday against Columbus and move Walker up. Now, the problem is he's a right wing and so is Hartman. Um, but, you know, I feel like I feel like I haven't seen Walker at all. And I think part of that is because he's got some skill to his game. I don't know. He's a fourth line grinder type of guy. No. And I'm not saying he's going to save the day, but 
Like you've got to do something. And, and I don't think that uh, John Hines is afraid to change lines like Dean was. I, I mean, Dean certainly didn't like that. But I do think that the person who said that you have to uh, at least consider juggling things and juggling lines has a point. Because it sure doesn't sound like guys are coming back quick. And I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying you're going to have to do something. Um, because what I saw tonight is an unacceptable performance. Like, you can't have this. You can have games where you're where you're going to lose and you're going to play hard, um, but you know you were you looked like you didn't show up. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go back back to what I said at the start of the show. Tampa Bay still good, but they ain't the Tampa of old. I mean, this wasn't playing the '82 Islanders or '78 Canadians. This is a team that's very professional and they're good, uh, but to look like you looked is a real problem. Yeah, and to your point on Walker last year, when he had um, his, his short stint with the big club, I mean, he was in my memory and maybe I'm looking through rose colored glasses here just cause it's uh, quite a bit of time removed, but he was a spark plug. He's got the speed. He's got the drive and the heart. I think to like, he's got that prove it mentality. So to put him on the fourth line, I would say may, put, put him up and whether it's on his, the correct wing or not, get him on a line where he's going to get a little more ice time. I want to say the, the, the line that he was with the, with Dewar and Lachini, they had uh, just under six minutes of time on ice together. Um, I, I can't quite see exactly how much time he, on ice he had Sammy Walker at eight Oh four. Um, I don't see a reason that you don't get him a little more ice time, throw him on a higher line and just see what he can do. Cause you, you don't have the bullets in the gun at this point to keep, you know, you can't just be spraying left and right. You have to be precise with your shots. So if you're going to take a lucky shot, why not Sammy Walker? He's shown you last season and granted John Hines was not here for that. So he may not uh, be as aware, but Darby Henderson was so get in his ear Darby and say, Hey, this is the guy we need. We need to give a chance because right now you've lost four in a row in regulation. You're going to have to try something. And like John is saying here, why not? Throw, throw Rossi and Walker on a line, throw, yep. uh, you know, do something that's going to try to spark because if you don't spark anything here, like we talked about uh, the other night, you've got limited time before GMBG, Billy Guerin's going to have to make a decision before the trade that line. And if you don't, if you don't start doing something, you're going to, you're going to have to just assume that this season is lost. Like a lot of the chat is kind of saying here tonight. Well, and I think it probably is lost, but it's in, but it's how it looks once it's lost. To me, that becomes yes. incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Like tonight is, okay, if you're not going to try, then we got a problem. Tuesday night was, you tried, you just got beat. Um, your bottom six tonight was, the third line was Goudreau between Maroon, who did who, who had a pretty aggressive game. I actually like this game. On the right, Duhame on the left. And then to your point, it was Lucini and Walker on the flanks with Dewar. At center, I think you're right. I would move Walker up to the second line at at least, um, and put him with Rossi and Hartman. I also would consider, as a person said at the outset of the show, too. I I wouldn't be adverse to juggling that first line. Boldy and Johansson, the last two games, um, I thought they were. I thought Boldy was far superior against the Flames, but tonight concerns me. So I would have no problem with juggling those first two lines. I think Sammy Walker probably uh, age. It makes sense um, with his skating ability and what he can bring to put him on a, a second line right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, du- Duhame came off the fourth line 
to play on the left wing on the third line. So, I mean, this thing, don't get me wrong, this thing's a total mess. I'm not trying to say it's not. But I also have to see a little I, – I would also like to see people put in a position where they feel that they can give more. And that's mm-hmm. what I didn't see tonight. I didn't see yeah. anyone who felt that they could give more. And that's a lot of BS because, you know, Boldy, Eric Zanek, Johansson, Rossi, they're definitely guys, Hartman. They're definitely guys who can play far superior to what we saw. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's it, if you're going to go out there and play professional hockey, I would, at least, and I'm going to sit down to watch it. Make me feel like I'm like giving you my time for a reason here. And I didn't feel that at all tonight. It was just 60 minutes of me assuming that okay, what, how, how much are they going to lose by? I, it, there was no point. Um, I, I I'm almost mad that they got the consolation goal from Bogosian there at the end you know that is at that point and that that late in the game sure you, you know a miracle is needed at that point but it, the fact that were the spotlights and the the foghorn and all the pyrotechnics it, it just feels um like overkill at that point that should be as quick back to the face off dot as possible let's keep moving because we're we're, we're just we're seeing a team right now that I feel and this is just speculation is just they're they're they recognize in the locker room how many stalls are empty from the big names and they're just saying well nobody's really expecting us to win here we're gonna go out and just kind of play a little hockey if we do we have a good matchup one night fantastic you know we'll we'll get a point but you haven't done that now in four games and you have no wiggle room after the start that you've had to the season so you need to be winning games here for any hope whatsoever but i i like I said a few minutes ago, if you had everybody healthy tomorrow, this team probably still isn't good enough, given especially um, with the point structure that the NHL has compared to what we're seeing now with the PWHL with the three point system. It's not there's not enough time in just games remaining for them to have a meaningful turnaround to get back into the playoffs. And by the way, the PWHL has it right. It has a 1000 percent right. Yes. The NHL does not. The other thing that they've got that I absolutely uh, can't w- wait to see when they play here against Montreal in their uh, franchise debut at home on Saturday is the, if we see it, if you score a short-handed goal, the person in the penalty box for you gets out of the penalty box. That's it's amazing. Genius. That's it's a amazing. genius. I've never thought of that, and it's absolutely genius. So if you if you score a shorty, um, the power play ends for your opponent. So that's that's absolutely cool. And I can almost guarantee you that we will see a more quality product on Saturday here against the Montreal PWHL team than we saw tonight. Um, let's talk about goaltending. Yeah, let's do it. I think we're going to see Wallstead soon. Wallstead, according to Jesse, not Wall. I, I keep saying Wallstead because that's how it's spelled. Uh, I think. We're oh, is it is it a is it a V at the front? It sounds like it's a V pronunciation. Okay, all right. Because Jess knows more than I, I do about pronunciations. Because she's here every single day. Um. I think that's an inevitability, and here's why. If we didn't see, and we didn't, obviously, Zane McIntyre tonight, and I know that there was an off day, but, you know, this goes back to what we've talked about. Marc-Andre Fleury's an old man, right? Um, and, Jacob, I don't disagree, and I think the Wild agrees that Volstead is better if he's left in the American Hockey League. Um, but with the time Gustafson's going to miss, I think that they're going to recall him, and I think we're going to see him. And I don't think they would do that if they thought that they were going to ruin him. I think a year ago, with his conditioning being questionable, I think a year ago there were real, you know, stop signs about he ain't coming up here. I think that's turned into a softer stop sign. Um, 
And yes, he, he is currently hurt, but it sounds like his return with the Iowa Wild is close. So I'm not going to be surprised if uh, he makes his debut at some point next week. And that's the thing. If I'm not mistaken, this was game two of 14 in January. And every week in January for the Wild is filled with games. So, for, for instance, they play in Columbus on Saturday. Then they come back here and play Dallas on Monday. And then they have games here on Friday and Saturday and the next Monday. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him make his debut. At some point next week, assuming Gustafson's still out, which I think he will be. Um, what are your thoughts here from Ace throwing out this question for us? Uh, if they keep slumping, is there a chance the Wild trade Gustafson for, in his words, a big return? I, I feel like it's always weird because before the first trade of the season is made, or like heading into the trade deadline, you don't know what the value of things actually is. It fluctuates every year. And plus for a goalie, I feel like you always get considerably less. Um, but do they then sign cheap goalie next season to do a, a pairing with Volstead? Uh, judge your thoughts. I think so. You're you're right. Um, first of all, it's an interesting goaltender market because there's teams that need them. Uh, the Devils, for instance, the Devils could could use help in, in goal. Carolina could use help in goal. Um, there's Toronto? a team. There's a team. Toronto. Exactly right. Now, Martin Jones is playing uh, pretty well right now, but he's Martin Jones. Um, there's a team like Montreal that's not very good that, if I'm not mistaken, has three goaltenders and could trade one. I think the Wild would be more inclined if they are, if if it's over, I think they would be more inclined to ask Flower if he wants to be traded to a contender. Uh, I fully expect that the goaltending um, duo in 2024-25 here is going to be Volstead and Gustafson. Um, so I think that they would probably trade. But but as as Q-Tip says, and as you said, and you're exactly right, don't think you're going to get a huge return. Now, if you're out of it and can get a draft pick for Flower and he wants to be traded somewhere, you know, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think goaltending is, is akin to the running back. Don't you? It's like, oh, what could you get for a running back? It's like, well, really not that much. Um, so I, I would yeah. not have I would not have a delusion that you're going to trade Gustafson and get a first round pick. I don't think I don't think it would work that, that way unless it was like a contingent first round pick. But that would the contingency would, would be the team he goes to, like wins the Stanley Cup or gets to the Stanley yeah. Cup finals. Probably a long shot. Yeah, you're right in the sense that like running back and goaltender. If you have a really, really good one, arguably elite one, you're not going to trade them. You know, you, you're going to want them, even if you're having a bad season. That's like best. Injured. There you go. But if, 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 you, if, you, if you're willing to trade them, more than likely, the truth is they're not that great. They're not the, the key to the kingdom that is preventing a team from winning because, you know, it, same thing with like a center. Center position in the NHL is just so limited when you have a good one even if you're bad you're holding on to that thing with the tightest grip of all time so yeah uh Gus I think he, if you did move him you'd have to wait until the first trade gets made I don't think Bill Guerin is one that would actually probably make that exploration um just because I think the return is going to be so underwhelming that it it wouldn't be worth it but if he did 
he's not going to be the first, that's not going to be the first move of the, like this trade period leading up to the deadline. You're going to have to get some valuation. Some, somebody's either going to get fleeced or be, or be the fleecer before that happens. Cause that always seems to be the the case. And you know what? I, and it's been pointed out in the comments quite a bit the past uh, two times that we've talked about trades and it's exactly right. There's a ton of no move clauses, no trade clauses, (laughs) or, or at least limited no trade clauses. Right. So, like, you can't just at the deadline say, okay, let's start to move guys left and right. Um, I would have to look at Johansson's contract. I don't think he has protection, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But, I mean, that and, – and, and what's he going to get? Like, he'll get you a little something, but he hasn't had a good enough year to justify much, right? No. And, yeah. then, and then when it comes to your veterans that you signed, um, you're not going to get a ton. So, so it's not like, in fairness – Thank you. It's not like there is a bunch of guys to to move or who you're going to move. I mean, the deadline's not going to be a flurry of activity where you're like, oh, my God, they have blown up the wild. They can't. Here, I have cap friendly up in front of me here. So here are the names of guys with no, no, uh, no move clauses. Matthew okay. Boldy and Jewel Erickson, I think, are unmovable right now. I maybe not. I think Eck is unmovable. But you're not going to trade. No, you're not going to trade either one of them. Um, no, Brandon Duhame, he can be moved. Marco Rossi and Sammy Walker, both on entry-level contracts. Connor Dewar, he's free to go. Jacob Lucchini, Nic- uh, Nicholas Batan. Jake Middleton, John Merrill, Brock Faber, who that, I mean, that is unmovable right now. Um, yeah, Damon good. Hunt, Dakota Mermis. Okay, so they... They all don't have protection. They all do not have protection, along okay. with Philip Gustafson, Vinny Letary, and Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. So yeah, I'm and and there's just not that much to move here. I mean, there's not that much, and and nobody's going to get you what fans think. You know, uh, if you if you could trade Felino, you'd get a lot back. No, you actually no. would. You'd, you'd get something back, but you wouldn't get a ton back. And and I mean, this is going to have to come from this is going to have to come from the draft and the development of your team all of that being said my biggest gripe tonight is what i saw and and i you know and and this is not it's not an acceptable habit not to show up um i'm just looking at the shots tonight so yeah so see eric's neck had five like 20 minutes 52 seconds he had five shots on goal but as we just talked about baldy no shots Mm -hmm. um johansson no shots on goal and that's what has to change. And look, you got Columbus on Saturday. Columbus is a mess. They're always a mess. So, or I, I should say this season, they're a mess. So, you know, that gives you an opportunity to at least not say, well, we can't, you know, we, we can't compete again because of this or that. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's going to be a long road. And I mean, this team is right now um, certainly not trending towards a playoff team to what you said. They're They're not getting any points. You have to get points. Your start, much like the Vikings, right? The Vikings with Cousins and Jefferson, blah, 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 got off to a one and four start. Well, yeah, you can rebound from that a little bit, but you're behind the eight ball. And like any other misstep, you are done. And that's how this feels. Um, but all of that being said, what I did not like tonight is what I saw because I came on the show on Tuesday with you and we both said, yeah, that, that was two periods of pretty good play. Yes. Unfortunately, you lost. Well, when it looks like that, I think it's more acceptable when it looks like this. Um, the fans didn't even have the energy to boo these guys off the ice tonight. Like that's how lethargic the building was. That's how, um, that's how 
absolutely dead this place was. And I'm sorry, a staged fight with uh, Maroon and Watson ain't going to reverse that. No, not at all. Um, to give you a, an idea of where my head was at after the second uh, second period during that intermission, I pulled up the standings and I filtered it from division to wild card to conference, finally to league, because I wanted to scroll down and see how many points separate this club from being in a higher draft lottery slot that, mm-hmm. that like based on the play that I saw that tells me, Hey, we're going to go ahead and just hope for something in terms of what happened to Chicago last year, where they make that bounce up Macklin Celebrini. I hope you, I hope you like green. I hope you like the color green, my friend. Oh, that kid is good. Don't, don't, yeah. don't you love Celebrini? He's great, but they, the thing is, there's a lot of guys. There, wow, kid. Th- there's a handful of guys, and this is maybe a, a talk for a different day. Um, but in that top, after him, maybe even like three through seven, mm-hmm. impact. Maybe not initially, but you give him a year just to kind of warm up, get used to the faster paced, bigger men they're playing against. Um, there, there's some, there's some good talent in this draft in the top, uh, top few picks. So even if they don't uh, make the playoffs and you're looking at where they might sit in that draft uh, draft lottery, if you can get somewhere in the top seven, I think you're sitting all right. Can I, uh, can I share a, uh, a fear with you about the draft? Yeah. Not the upcoming draft, but last year's draft. Yeah. I think not taking pro is going to be a massive mistake watching that kid play. I mean, yeah. I just don't see Charlie Stroman. I mean, he scored a few goals. I mean, he has not been impressive at Wisconsin and I know these guys are kids and I know that things can change greatly. And, and I, I, for instance, defended the Boldy pick over Caulfield just based on size. Cause I mean, Cole Caulfield's a dynamic goal scorer and he's fun to watch, but based on size, I said, I sort of get that or I get that one. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't get this one. When I watch pro play, I don't get it. Age. This kid is, I mean, this kid's got the it factor as far as I'm concerned and you let him get by you. And I don't know why. Yeah, that was a head scratcher the night of the draft. And I want to give Judd Brackett and his team, you know, a namesake. Absolutely. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that was the, you know, I think my reaction the night was it's not that I don't like selecting him, it's where they did because he, it felt like you could have got him where where they got Riley Height and Height granted Height's probably looking like a guy now that yeah. you should have taken in the first round but the fact yeah. that Perot was there just sitting for the taking he said no thank you I didn't know no thank you sir I'll take a tall kid uh from a t- tall local kid who uh, had an underwhelming year in Wisconsin I would yeah. love I would love to be wrong and have this sentence get thrown back in my face a year from now two years from now um I really hope I'm wrong but it's it, it's looking like Gabe Perot more than likely should have been the pick for the wild there. Pro looks like a guy you're going to turn on the TV in a couple of years. And then every year after that and watch him and be like, Oh boy, that wasn't good. All yeah. right. Tomorrow we got an exciting one afternoon uh, at 12 or 1230 NHL network world junior championship host Sweden against our boys. And the USA got a scare from Finland today <laughs> down two rip. Came back and won 3-2 uh, on a really uh, rinky-dink power play. They scored the third goal in, in the third period. But then to even things up, of course, the officials called a rinky-dink penalty on the U.S. late. Finland did not score. Anyway, it was far too close for comfort. But nonetheless, 
It's the host Swedes against the U.S. tomorrow afternoon. Who do you got? And Sweden is good. Sweden is good. That uh, Axel Sandine Pelica, Pelica, I'm not sure exactly how to say the last name. Part of the Iser plan. I, he's got the uh, the the oh, Detroit uh, the Detroit uh, draft already. He's I mean, that, he he's just got a knack. He's just got a phone tapped into Sweden. Everybody that's good that comes out. Of, he's I, he's well, probably gonna. He go came from. Oh, I, I was going to to say he he was in. Well, not just in an instrumental piece and captain of the Red Wings when they were the first to tap into Russia. Yeah. Jimmy Devolano, they tapped into Russia. They were the first. <laughs> the Red Wings won't tell the, the Red Wings won't they won't tell you what the weather is outside, but they'll screw you if they can. Um I think and the, I don't I don't want this to sound biased, but I think that even on foreign soil in front of the home crowd of Sweden, USA on paper with all of the other intangible factors out there are a better team and I think despite the close game that they had against Finland having to come from behind to win that one I expect they may have had that mindset of okay Canada's out this is you know cruise control not Um, not a great and not a great Canadian team in part because a lot of their guys are on national hockey league teams I forgot Bedard was eligible Bedard Shane Wright was still eligible (laughs) like it's incredible it, as much as as much as I would like to poke fun at Canada and saying you got you know eliminated in the first round of the single elimination, they had an all star team. If everybody plays, that is eligible. So oh god, um, they'd be skating circles around it. Yeah, but U- USA play. should win. I expect a quick start from them. I think it'll be a pretty fun contest. It's not going to be a blow up by any means, but I think USA should and will win uh, the gold medal tomorrow. Three two, three the US two. wins. The only thing I can't decide is if it gets to OT or not. I think it's going to be incredibly close. I think the the atmosphere is good is going to be fantastic. I think it's very very close. I like the Swedes. The Swedes are a good team. How about They're a very specific Swede, Ogren? Do you think he okay. can? Let's say the they dagger. Beat, <laughs> let's say they beat our lats. Let's say, but Ogren scores the GWG potentially OT. Age, how do you feel about that? Oh, I'd be fine. I'd be fine that after what we've seen here the past week from, from uh, the big club, having an up and coming Swede plunge a dagger into the heart of the nation would be just fine with me. Well, Boreas Salming, baby, Boreas <laughs> Salming. And by the way, if you've not heard the great news, the world juniors and what 2026 is going to be right here on this ice at the X. And I think they're going to use Mariucci. And then it sounds like there's going to be preliminary round games around the state as well. It is one of the great tournaments of all time. If you are, a hockey fan and aren't familiar with it. It is um, essentially the NCAA basketball tournament for hockey fans. It's great. Yeah. All right. I already talked to Phil about having that entire week off. So, Oh, I'm not going to be around either. <laughs> well, I might be around. Like I'll go do shows with, with my computer. I'm yeah. it's in two years and I'm old. No, so, yeah. so I'm hoping I'm around and <laughs> like nothing bad happens in two years. You never know. You never know. No, what's bad luck is to be like, yeah, in two years, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at all the games. I'm going to be great. You're oh. like, yeah, you're about 56 by then 57 and a little dicey. Anyway, no, young um, yeah, yeah. Young. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right. We are uh, done. Thanks for those of you who came along for the ride, a disappointing game um, in what has turned into a disappointing season. A lot of it's self-inflicted. Some of it's not, obviously. And as always, subscribe to all the great Score North content, Purple Daily, 
Flagrant Howls, The Score North Twin Show, um, tons and tons of stuff. Um, and, and Age, I should plug this too, right? TikTok, you, you got stuff on the Score North TikTok uh, channel as well. Yeah, make sure one, make sure to subscribe, like this video, follow both the Score North and Purple Daily YouTube channels for all of your Minnesota sports needs. Uh, at Score North over on TikTok, as well as Instagram and X, formerly known as Twitter, all of our socials. Um, we, we're working daily to pump out the, uh, the newest, latest and greatest uh, Minnesota sports content. So wherever you find that sports content, we're more than likely there. Score North in the search tab. Awesome stuff. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for watching Judd's Hockey Show.